Every single fight, man, and I watch it again the next morning. Again, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually don't watch them the day after, but I'll watch them like maybe like a week later if it's like a fight that I like. Like I'll probably watch, um, I'll probably rewatch the um, the Cruz uh, Cejudo fight. Yeah, yeah. Just because that was a little bit different. I I usually like depending on the event I'll watch I'll watch like specific fights like close to four times. Yeah. Yeah, like around like, four, four times, times. Like, yeah, four. The only the only fight I probably watch four times is uh GSP Condit. Yeah, really good fight. Yeah, yeah. GSP Hendrix, I probably watched it three times because I wasn't sure who I wanted to who I thought won. Yeah, yeah, that took that took a while too. Yeah, I've watched a few Pride cards a couple times. Uh, never yeah, amazing. Times. Yeah, and uh, but uh, but yeah, so we're with. Uh, <laughs> I was recording this last time. So we're, with, <laughs> we're with Emilio from uh, Two and a Half Fighters. Emilio, uh, we're gonna recap this UFC two forty nine. It lived up to the hype. Um, mm-hmm. I loved it, man. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. You, how did you find it? Oh man, it was it was perfect watching from as soon as the first fight till to the last one. Uh, there was about like maybe like one fight I was kind of like dozing off a bit, like the Greg Hardy one. I was kind of like dozing off. But then after, yeah, that Stevens Cater fight, I was a whoa. And then from there, it was just like yeah, it was chaos. So it was amazing. It was uh, it was unbe- unbelievable. I will say mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. it was something special. So. Uh, I want to get you. Let me get your opinion on some of the fights, um, and then we'll go back and forth. What was your fight? What was your favorite fight? What What would you get pick for fight of the night? Uh, honestly, like you got to go with with Justin and Tony Gaethje, just just because of how 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 Tony live all the way till the fifth round. But like, you still got to put like that Nico Price fight, man. That Nico Price fight that Luke was. It was so early that people kind of forget that that was an amazing fight too. But Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson, and that that Luke and uh, Price fight was just off the hook too. So. Yeah. So the Luke Price fight, the only fight I didn't see was the uh, Watterson as far as the fight because I was home and then I was driving to my friend's house to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that Luke Price fight, I think you and I had spoke about it. and We said it was it was gonna be one of the best fights and it was man that, that yeah was unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable when we were going i was like thinking i'm like like we, we got it right they were going back and forth and you go prices bust i'm like all right we're, we're in for a good night yeah yeah and then the esparza waterson fight i didn't see it so i can't really give you too much what happened with the decision apparently as i know esparza won mm-hmm. but did waterson do enough to win the fight it was it was weird it was a weird fight i i really called it on waterson that she was going to win, you know, she was more aggressive, she was throwing more strikes. Um, Carla was, it was weird, because Carla would go with it with a strike, get in close, tag her, and then separate right away. It was really weird, like, she, yeah. obviously the distance wasn't in her favor, but she would go in, like, hit a couple combinations, and then reset. But she has such, she has no advantage in the distance, so it didn't make sense how come she was resetting the whole time. So I thought because of that, she was going to lose, and she got, I think, one takedown or two. So, that's why when it came to the decision, like you saw Michelle Watson's face, she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Whoa, my okay." Like that's that was weird. Don't leave it to the hands of the judges, I guess. But mm-hmm. sometimes, 
you you can't leave it to the hands of the judges because the judges you assume that they know what they're doing right and I can't I don't have an opinion on it because like I said I didn't watch the fight I don't have a chance to go back yet uh, but I will watch that fight um, so fight of the night you'd say Vicente Luque what would be your maybe your performance of the night if you had to pick one Justin yeah oh, <laughs> Justin Gaethje man hundred percent Justin that was uh, as as flawless and as like when you're like if somebody was ever going to tell me the way to beat Ferguson was just to bang and like polish boxing and like sufficient leg kicks, like I would never believe them. But Justin completely did. So who, who had the better I performance, did. Justin or Tony Ferguson not getting KO'd? Like, <laughs> I was like, I was going back and forth. And, and the fact that there was no fans, like you really heard the shots. And yeah. every time he was getting hit, I was like, okay, he's going to drop. He's going to drop. He's going to drop. And then, it, it took Dean, like Herb Dean, obviously the best in the business. He, you know, he broke his orbital bone, kind of went like tilted on his head, like trying to snap himself out of it. But Herb Dean knew that he was just way too hurt to continue on. So it was a perfect stoppage. But man, I, I don't see how Tony could be back anytime soon. If I was him, I would take the year off. I don't even come back this year. Um, I mean, he's for sure going to come back. We all know him. Yeah, he won't free. take a year off. He yeah. will be back in most likely July. It'll probably be him and Connor, or what's <sighs> next. So we we know that Gaethje's gonna fight uh, Khabib mm-hmm. uh, for the belt. We assume it's gonna be in July. Uh, yeah, maybe International Fight Week if it still happens, which I I think it will. Um, what's next for Tony? Well, now there's a lot of things going on with Connor and. There's like Connor and Masvidal looks like it could happen, or Connor and Dustin. There's a lot of things around Connor, but then you hear Dana saying he doesn't want Connor fighting with no fans because he loses five million off the bat, which makes sense. Um, you know what I mean? Sense, no yeah. fans, no fans, uh, and Connor's just your biggest draw. So why waste him on no fans? But for Tony, it's like maybe maybe Dustin. That's a that's a good fight. Dustin's still up there hovering. You know that's a that's a good bout for him. Uh, I really don't see anybody else. I would either see him and Dustin or him and Connor, but you got to see how everything kind of plays out for Tony. How crazy is it now that Dana White actually said that? Yeah. Like before, maybe before pre Connor, like emerged, like when Connor was still fighting Marcus Brimage and Dennis Cyber. Before that, mm-hmm. the UFC never spoke about money. Oh, they spoke about the gate and yeah. performance of the night bonuses and stuff, but that was it. They never talked about money. And now for him to say that I'm going to lose $5 million because of uh because connor's not going to be there that's pretty honestly that's a big step and i think that they're which makes it more that they they care about money more than anything else and they care about um making money obviously it's what they're there for but they also Mm -hmm. they know that they're not going to lie to their their fans and their fighters anymore all these fighters are making good money now. Well, most fighters are making good money, and uh, I like him, and I like what Connor has done for the sport now. Well, like, like look at Connor. Like you have, pro- you have, you have proper number twelve on the octagon. That just already tells you something that yeah. a fighter's brand is on the octagon. You see his commercials like throughout the UFC. He's is cr- a crossover superstar. Everybody knows Connor. He's the reason why even a lot of people even tune into UFC. He's he's the guy. So for Dana, if you have this golden pony. Why, why, you know, why make people ride him for free? It just doesn't make any sense. 100%. 100%. Uh, so we go to the other co-main event. Uh, Henry Cejudo, Triple C, uh, defeats mm-hmm. uh, our boy Dominic Cruz in the first yeah. round. 
Uh, did you? Well, I'm gonna ask you a few questions. The first question is: Did you think it was an early stoppage? Uh, yeah, 100, percent 100 percent early stoppage. You saw that he was getting up, and I I know this is kind of like a, a bit of like my opinion, like for, from fighting and whatnot. But even as a ref or whatever, you know that there's about a couple seconds left. A fighter who is training, just trained not even for a title fight, trains everything because everything he has yeah. now this is a, for a title fight this is more on the line there's a couple of seconds left and you see that like yeah he's getting every every shot connected every shot connected from sudo but you Thir- see that he's protecting row, yeah. yeah he's protecting himself and he's he's managing to get himself to the fence yeah. which is already a step up you already know what he's doing and he's so- slowly starting to get up mm-hmm. like give the guy a chance it was a couple of seconds make him survive until the next round like it, that's my only thing is that I, I think that the stoppage was if you look at how refs are trained, they're trained to protect the fighter, right? The guy ate thirteen mm-hmm. bombs by Henry Cejudo. He's, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't by my little sister, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. bombs by Henry Cejudo. So and he was kind of getting up, but at one point his arm kind of fell down. It looked like he was a little out of it. So I can mm-hmm. I, I can justify it for the ref. But another thing is that there's two seconds left in the round. He was yeah. he won that round. Dominic Cruz probably won that round. Mm-hmm. I mean I think yeah. so. I mean it could go either way, but I think Dominic Cruz won that round. And he looked great, man. He looked good. And for him to not get the chance, at least you know, catch his breath and get his get his legs under him, it sucks because I don't. Th- I think we were almost cheated out of a great fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, we were hundred percent. Yeah. And so, what do you think about Sohudo retiring now? Uh, well, now it's kind of. I don't know if I really believe it at the, at at first because I I heard he was talking about retirement about like a year ago and maybe. He wanted to leave because he wasn't gained gain that money. But very it's a coincidence that his contract just ended. It's a coincidence how like he was bragging about trying to get that money and wasn't getting that money. So Dana was there. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna retire. Looking at Dana, like l- let's wait and see like s- like something. But I'm Dana and I look at him. If you hear Henry Cejudo like at a main event, obviously I'll buy it just because I'm I'm a freak, but like I don't think anybody else would buy a Suhudo headlining a main event against yeah, anybody. He's not, he's not like a draw, right? I mean, I know nope. he, I know he had his thing with the 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 Bella Twins, and you know mm-hmm. he's he's kind of like expanded his horizon and he's made a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not nowhere near a Connor, nowhere near no, a GSP, no, no. nowhere near a Brock Lesnar, even a John Jones. Even I mean, he's obviously he's more than the Mighty Mouse, uh, but like. He's not the draw to the say that like I can leave on top, but I do what I do. He is thirty three years old. He's my age. I do respect the fact that he's ending it now on top, because yep, what's going to happen yep. is is that and I, I was even talking about it on Twitter after the fights is that he he has a chance now to maybe fight two three more times for super fights and make like ten million dollars a fight. You know, and he yep. doesn't have to worry about the next guy up is going to come after him. He doesn't have to worry about Peter Jan cracking his face open. He doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff. He has to worry about his family. He'll He's probably made a few million bucks. He's probably set. Mm-hmm. And for him, he's like, I can probably fight another three times in the next three or four years. Maybe super fights against whoever. And mm-hmm. uh, he'll make some money there. And he'll ride off to the, rise off to the sunset. He'll still probably be at every UFC event. You know, yep. like it's just the way he is. But... I mean, I like the fact that he's retired, and I—I I mean, I know what the come up that he's had and how tough it was, but he's probably the best combat sports guy, fighter of all time. Uh, unfortunately, you're right. <laughs> Even though I don't like saying it, like, yeah, uh, Olympic gold medalist, 
flyweight, bantamweight. Uh, it's kind of hard to argue that that he's he beat three great fighters, man, and and he's beaten them like hand single, like destroyed them. You know, I mean, yeah, against yeah. Cruz, maybe destroyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was a little he was helped a little bit by the judge by the ref, obviously, but for the most part. So he at the press conference, somebody asked him who's on who's on Mount Rushmore of combat sports, and he puts himself in the middle, mm-hmm. and then he puts uh, DC because of the two time Olympian. He put a Holly Holm because she was a boxing champion and then she was a UFC champion. And he also put Kayla Harrison if she ends up winning a belt in the UFC. So out of all those people, or who would you put on your Mount Rushmore of combat sports fighters? I think he's wrong with all of them. All of them? <laughs> I, think wrong. I think he's wrong all of them. Not even DC. No. I, 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 I love DC. I, DC I, love, I love DC. Like He's, he's amazing. Uh, his, his fighting style is... It doesn't. It doesn't compare. This DC yeah. is the best. He's like probably top five, maybe top ten fighter. Yeah. But on if you're gonna put that, you know, if you're gonna do that, that real like, you know, that that grand, that gold status, John Jones is obviously there. I That's guess. A guy that, I think, that, he, that, I think he means be. more of like total combat sports, like other stuff as well. You know, like other stuff as well. Uh, like DC, guy, I guess, because he was an Olympic wrestler, and Suruk is the Olympic champion. I put Ronda Rousey there. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, Ronda. Yeah, you got to look at some jujitsu guys that won crazy amounts of uh, world championships, like um, yeah, put Verdum there. If you're gonna talk about everything, Verdum is a uh, I think four or six time gold medalist in Brazilian jujitsu yeah, and exactly. got the world heavyweight championship too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe a guy like Overeem, who I think that if he won a UFC belt, he'd probably be the best heavyweight of all time. Hands down, hands down. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I understand where he's coming from there. I wouldn't say no to him, but. To the to mm-hmm. Kayla Harrison and Holly Holm, I'd probably say no to. Uh, I'm a DC guy, so for me, DC, you could put him anywhere. I love him. You know, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Calvin Cater beats our boy. He beats uh, Jeremy Oof. Stevens. Yeah. What do you yeah. think of Cater? Does he is he a future champ? I know the UFC is high on him. So am I. Future. This kid is the the future. Uh, I I think he's he's a stand in your face kind of guy. He's he's very creative. He's not afraid to to throw down. He's uh, he's athletic. He has obviously the knockout power. For you to do that against Stevens, like that just that just says a lot. And the fact that he's he's young, he's up and coming, and now you beating a, a name guy, any anything's possible. Any fight for him coming up is just it's going to be a big fighter. And I would see it has to be either in the main event or maybe a, a co-main. Or maybe even like headline a, a fight night for him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'd see that. I remember when Cody Garbrandt was coming coming up and he he headlined a fight night against um, Brazil uh, and he ruined him. Uh, Almeida. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember that, and I was like, man, this guy is legit. And then mm-hmm. right after that, he got his title shot against Cruz and he destroyed him. I mean, so mm-hmm. yeah, I can see the same kind of come up for Calvin Cater. Um, What's who who does he fight next though? If he has to fight a big name, does he go Holloway? Does Holloway get a rematch? Um, what happens there? Uh, that's that's the thing. It's um, you know what what's Holloway's thing? I I kind of see a good fight with him in T City. T City has been out of the mix yeah. for a long time, and that's interesting. You know he hasn't fought for a long time. An up and coming guy goes, and you know like let's see what happens when you throw both those guys in because I think Holloway does deserve a rematch. He was a great featherweight champion. Everybody's saying he's one of the greatest of all time. You know, make him get his rematch. But at the same time, we haven't heard of T City, and that's very interesting too. That's a very interesting fight for. Uh, it's a lot of questions both 
both ways. So I, I would like to see that fight. I'm a huge T-City guy. So like, because when I when I first started doing jiu-jitsu, I would all, always watch um, uh, the Gracie brothers, like their videos and stuff. Yeah. And they trained uh, like, or T-City, Brian Ortega. He was, he, was under, he came up under them when he was a kid. So I always saw him as a kid doing all these crazy things like flying. Yeah. The reason why they call him T-City is because he's Triangle City. He just, yeah. you know, he triangles everybody. Um, so Ortega, Zabit, Yair, uh, uh, Korean Zombie, that's Frankie a stacked division. Frankie Jeez, Edgar, those a... guys. And there's even Josh Emmett that's right yeah. below him. Jose Aldo maybe looking for a fight. Ryan Hall is fighting soon. Uh, so there's a lot of things coming up. I mean, I think that Holloway would get the automatic rematch against uh, Volkanovski. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that maybe Cater against... Oh, well, Zabit already beat Cater, right? But... It, it was, was a, a good fight, fight, but yeah. the third round he was coming up. It was like, oh, okay, yeah. wait, what's going on over here? So, at that rematch, I'm not mad. I they wouldn't make it, obviously, but I'm not mad if they would ever, you know, come come face to face again. The thing is, is that Zabit is ranked below Ortega, so Zabit already beat Cater. So why would we have Cater jump uh, Zabit and go to Ortega? Zabit deserves any opportunity that he can get right now. Yeah, and that's the thing is like if. They're going to see where the Volnowski fight and Holloway goes. And I guess he's a beat fighting one of those guys. Like, yeah. if 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 you t- if you tell me right now and, like, Dana just announced that B gets a title shot, I am not mad. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I'm like, okay, this is in- interesting because maybe he does have a chance against Volnowski. Like, that that difference of, like, of reach, of height, like, that's problems. Like, Zabit causes a lot of problems for the champs. So, that's, uh, that's interesting. He's pulled off some of the nastiest submissions that I've ever seen. Uh, mm-hmm. Zabit isn't a guy to fuck with, but we have seen a little bit of weakness from Zabit. Like later on, like like we said against Calvin yeah. Cater, you know, later on in the third round, Cater started putting it on, and Cater is a is a ground guy. Clearly, he's a ground guy. Yeah. Um, and I I mean I love the guy. I think he's I think he's the next champ. Uh, if if, he, if you know the stars aligned for him, but T City is the fight for him. I think I think you're right about that. But mm-hmm. I think Zabit should get the next opportunity after Holloway. Uh, yeah. T City fights Cater. Uh, see what happens with Cater. See if he if he wins that fight and set up another one for him. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe he fights Zabit or maybe he fights the loser of uh, Holloway and Volkanovski. There's so many things, but that's the thing about bantamweight, flyweight, and feather uh, featherweight. No, so bantamweight, featherweight, and the lightweight. It's crazy how stacked they are. Anything's possible. Anything's that's what the thing. Yeah, anything's possible. That's how crazy it is. Like, like welterweight, you could judge like what's the next matchup. Yeah. You know, light heavyweight, you could judge it. Heavyweight, yeah. like you know the match is already there. But those three divisions, like, yeah, like we don't know what Dana's gonna do. We don't know what's gonna happen or who falls off. Like any legit, anything is possible. Um. So, what do you think about the new and improved Francis Ngannou and the destruction we saw him give Jarzinho Rosenstruck, oh. my boy? The guy that oh. I picked to win that fight for some reason. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I always felt Nagano, man. Like, I was... Uh, this guy always problems. And I remember I spoke to him when he knocked out Overeem. Me and him had a phone conversation. He was in the car, and I, I was talking to him on the phone. Scariest scariest phone call of my life. You spoke scariest. to Nagano on the phone? Yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy scariest conversation like i said in my life and like and, and like knowing like knowing like the way how, how he was talking before he was very he was very cocky very full of himself like i could do whatever i'm gonna be the champion then after you see that you know he lost against stipe that boring fight with lewis 
And now you're seeing him that humbleness. And that's why like more like that knockout was insane. He like dead. And after that, he just stood. He, he stood uh, with, with the Jarzinho, seeing if he was okay. Rogan interviewed him. He was calm. He was like, I'll fight anybody. And that's what you want to see a guy lose and come back humble, destructive. And this this is a scarier version of Nagano than what you saw before. 100%. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's he looked lean, but he looked yeah. like ready to go. Clean haircut. He yeah. looked like he lost yeah. like 15 pounds, but it was he, anything he lost, he probably gained right back in muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, his left hook is second to none. I've never, I think, we said somebody was going to die that fight. I think Jarzinho died for half a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that fight was, and I think Jarzinho, I mean, all the power to him and all the credit. I hope he bounces back. I think that maybe this fight was just a little bit too soon for him. Now, I'm taking this now, even after picking him to win the fight. I just, I wasn't an Nganu. Like, not that I didn't respect him. Obviously, I respected his power. I just thought that Nganu would, was a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors kind of thing. Like, we looked at him and we mm-hmm. we assumed that he, like, just because he's a freak, like Brock Lesnar kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I was never a huge Brock Lesnar, like, oh, no. he's the best. You know what I mean? He might yeah, have been same, a great yeah. draw, but not a great fighter. And uh, that's why the same thing I thought with Nganu. I'm taking it all back right now. Like, after I yeah. saw that, this guy touches you, you're done. And who's going to be... I think Stipe... He's his his eyes a little fucked up. Uh, Cormier has been tagged. Uh, is Kane really is still fighting? We don't know. Um, who else is there? JDS? No, he already beat JDS. Kill them. That's something like who who's gonna be able to beat Ngannou? There's no reason why he shouldn't get the belt. And I think when yeah. he wins that belt, he's gonna be like the rock status. Like that's how popular he's gonna be because he's. Well, so well, you're gonna see that too. Like, like you said, the only matchup that makes sense is DC. Unless Stipe comes out, which I really don't think so. That's that's the next match. Yeah. And now in that matchup, are we gonna see a Johnson DC fight again? Is that gonna happen again? You know, Johnson was the craziest knockout artist we've ever seen, and DC twice brought him down to the ground, submitted him. Now could he do the same thing to Nagano, most probably, but it depends on Nagano could hit him once. And if but if Nagano does win, this is the thing too. Like you said, if he wins like superstardom like it's it's to the point that the rock mentioned him saying he wants to train with him like everybody knows him yeah and the fact that you have Usman, izzy and then nagano becomes champion all three african like descent guys like these guys are already like best friends imagine all champions you can see them <laughs> run the world and i'm down i am down i love them all and it's gonna be sick if if, uh, if nagano could do it but oh, he's gonna he's gonna do it i think stipe is like one fight away from retiring uh, DC also he's over forty. Um, yeah. I don't see anybody. There's the thing about the uh, the heavyweight division is that there's nobody under thirty ever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like twenty eight is probably the, the youngest you'll go. Like who's next? Blades. Um, yeah. It's there's no really no real no guy that's like coming up. There's always a guy that randomly shows up. There's like a few uh, ex football players like Greg Hardy. Let's let's mm-hmm. segue into Greg Hardy. You know he he fought a great fight against Jorgen De Castro. Great fight. And yeah. I was super impressed with the guy. You know, I still think he's a piece of shit, but he's, yeah. but he's a great fighter, and he looked a lot better than what he usually did. And is he a guy that's going to be able to contest in Ganu later on? Maybe. Yeah, and that's the thing, especially that, like, you know, you and I are football fans, so we know what he did. Even when he came in, like, a lot of, like, even, like, my friends are more MMA guys that don't watch football. Like, oh, we like him. But in my back of my head, I'm like, uh, this is this is the this is the guy you know like yeah. the Panthers Dallas this domestic violence like I, I I know him like I was watching him like play and I know of him 
and he's coming in and he's sort of knocking guys out and now he's playing really smart so it's very he's it's he's interesting to me because he he fought uh, like his power knocking out guys but now he's going to a game plan he's moving he's using his athleticism that he was using for football so he's he's pretty interesting he uh he could do something oh yeah for sure i mean i like i mean i'm a cowboys fan so when he signed with us i was happy but i was like no nah, i don't really i think it's not mm-hmm. going to be good you know and when he came to the ufc i was like i'm like okay with him fighting i'm uh, obviously i'm not going to deny somebody's trying to make a living I just yeah. I just felt that the UFC was trying to force him down our throats, and they did a, a little bit with this one. Look at all the yeah. car, look at all the fighters on the undercard, you know, on the prelims, and he was on the main yeah. card, you know, just to say. Uh, but he looks good, man, and I think that he's he's gotten better, and you notice how good he's gotten every fight. He's a little weird, but still, you know, he's still a good yeah. fighter. And I think that maybe two or three fights from now, he'll probably get a title shot if it's in Ganu or whoever it's going to be. Um, I think he's he's next up in line too. For sure. Well, it's like, it's like we said, there's no one like we we were trying to think of who's the next guy in, in heavyweight, and this is a guy that they've been been throwing like in the last year. I think he's fought four times. This guy is active. Yeah. He's and, and he says like I I want fight island. He's like I I want to fight for <laughs> fight island next month, and he's ready. He, like he yeah. didn't he he's he's, he's kind of fresh. Like he did he did three rounds, but like he's he's good to go. So we'll see who uh, who we could put up. I I would like to see him against JDS. You know JDS is on the down. He's kind of money up and up. Like let's let's see what happens there. You know that's that's an interesting fight for him. So uh, UFC decided to put three fights, uh, three cards, and eight nights. Um, we have tomorrow night in Jacksonville again. Um, mm-hmm. We have Anthony Smith versus Glover Teixeira. Ooh, yeah, that's gonna yeah, be yeah, a nice yeah. one. What do you yeah. think is gonna happen there? Oh, that's that's a good, that's a really good fight because both guys, uh, Teixeira has that knockout power. Smith is very you know. Uh, he, he's long, he's rangy, he has a lot of moves. Both guys, if this goes on the ground, it's going to be interesting because these both guys are black belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists. You're going to see a lot of finesse and beautiful switches and and different kind of angles for submissions, but also if it's standing up, like, this is pretty even as a light heavyweight could matchup could be. The only thing I give is Smith, you know, he's, he's a... He's more intelligent. I guess he understands yeah. the game now a bit more out to it, commentating and analyzing. So sure. you kind of see him. He he's a he's he's a bit smarter. Yeah. But uh, the story that I got, the, um, someone broke into his house. Yeah. Someone broke into his house. He he claimed that he hit the guy fifty times. The guy didn't drop. Did you see the video? now? If you're telling me a UFC fighter <laughs> just fifty strikes to a random guy who's breaking into his house, no, but did you and see he the video? didn't knock him out. I didn't see the video. I so was that like, guy I was... was on. That guy was on some crazy drugs. It reminds me of like those guys, those videos you see of guys like running around naked on the street because they're on bath salts or some crazy drug. Yeah, the cops are shooting him and he doesn't go down. Like there's this one video I saw where a guy got shot like eight times in the chest and he just wouldn't go down <laughs> because he was on crazy drugs. So like I'm not gonna knock Anthony Smith. Maybe the maybe the guy was a good fighter. I don't know, but uh, we've seen Glover Teixeira get knocked out. Yeah. His chin is gone already. Uh, That's I think it, he's yeah. on his. I think he's on his last legs. Um, he had a great career, and I think mm-hmm. it, he's one fight away from retiring. I think he should anyway. Yeah. And, well, uh, I go. I think Anthony Smith for sure. Yeah, I'll take Anthony Smith in that fight too. Uh, there's a few decent fights actually on this one. We got the return of OSP versus Ben Rothwell. 
Heavyweight. He looked yeah, good heavy today. Heavy. He looked good. Yeah. I was surprised, man. I was like, whoa, this guy's big. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he used to weigh that much when he played football. So for him, he's like, I'm just back to what I used to walk around at. And maybe yeah. like, he's got to be a little more limber, a little more loose and stuff like that. But he's a he's somebody to, to look after. And Ben Rothwell. Man, yeah, the knockout artist. This guy, he's gonna—he touches you. You're almost done, you know. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. That's an interesting fight for me because I don't really know where I stand there. I love OSP. I love Ben Rothwell, um, but it's just—it's tough to see. Like I don't know where how it's gonna what's gonna happen. Like I can never, I can't figure it out. I can't. Well, like OSP, like a couple of times where he got knocked out was like bad. Like he got knocked out bad a couple of times but mm. if he could produce the same athleticism that he did at light heavy into heavyweight this could be one of the guys that could come up if he could show that speed and power with his kicks his von flu chokes like this is an unorthodox kind of guy too so if he could bring that same sound like in light heavyweight in heavyweight this guy could be maybe you know up up and coming and fight he, uh, if he wins this fight maybe he can be a guy for the greg hardy can fight Fine, and that and that's an interesting fight too. That's gonna, you know, o OSP don't sleep on. I, I would probably pick OSP. I like guys who are going up and feeling comfortable. You always get that, you know, that, that positive reaction with, with, with guys like when Donald came up to welterweight, when Showtime welterweight. Like a lot of guys, when they just go up and feel comfortable, yeah. they're they're more in their element. So I would probably say OSP, but I'm not sleeping on Rotwell though. I'm not sleeping on him. Can't man, you can't. He's a good wrestler. He's a crazy boxer. One, oh, mm -hmm. you can't. Uh, there's a few other good fights on this. There's a, f a few fighters that I'm interested in. I don't really know Drew Dauber too well, so I can't really speak uh, speak on him. I don't think I think I've probably only seen one fight, and I wasn't really paying attention. But he's fighting against Alex Hernandez, who's coming off a loss um, yeah. uh, to Cerrone. I don't know if he's fought since. Actually, it's a good question. Uh, I don't think so. I think he got knocked out, and I think he took some time off. Yeah. Uh, I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure he took some. Some time off on he, that, but he ate some humble fight. pie against the Donald Cerrone. I think he was a little cocky getting in there, and then when Donald Cerrone's like, "Listen, it's a, you're in a man's world here, so let's figure this out," and he KO'd him. It was it was it was fun because <laughs> I like Alex. I love I love like the young and up and coming guy that's like really good. I love following that storyline. But as yeah. long as as long as they they do it the right way, they don't try to rush everything, right? So he's talking shit to Donald Cerrone, and then he ends up getting humbled a bit. It was kind of like okay, just like. Take a seat. Take a back seat. Figure out what you're gonna do, and you'll yeah. be fine. Just you know, you'll be okay. Uh, so he's a guy. I like the hype around him. I'm a huge fan. Uh, but another crazy fight that I want to see is Ricky Simone against uh, Ray Borg. Ooh, Simone is a bad dude, man. This guy is really, really good. It's just a shame that that Uriah Uriah kind of like sat like really made him like sit down and like kind of take a pause because he was on an up and coming. He's in a very you know, he's, he's fast paced. He likes to brawl. He likes to get into the pocket. He uses his wrestling. He's, uh, yeah, his cardio is amazing. Just a shame that, you know, that, that Faber slept him. And I think if he didn't fight Faber or if he would have beaten Faber, he probably would have been on uh, probably the top three and maybe contending for, uh, for a title shot. I mean, uh, yeah, why not? And Ray Borg, um, you know, a success story in his own right, I guess, with his with his son being sick and mm -hmm. and everything like that. And now he's now he's making a comeback. And you know, he lost his last fight because he didn't make weight. And so Ray Borg, he's he's kind of an anomaly. He had a title fight against DJ. 
he looked okay, but then how are you going to not, like, that crazy submission yeah. that DJ landed on him, how do you not, uh, like, it, it happens to you, it's like, you can't, you can't bow your head, it's like, okay, whatever, no. this guy just caught me with the, literally the craziest submission everybody's <laughs> ever done in the history of fighting ever. <laughs> And uh, so, I mean, I'm still on Ray Borg. I'm on the train, so I'll, I'm excited for this fight. Uh, your boy, Marvin uh, Vittori, is fighting also. Yeah, yeah, man. He's uh, he's good, and I, I hope we can see more more of him. Like, yeah. every time we saw him, he kind of like, I don't know if it's the lights or anything, he kind of freezes, doesn't show yeah. his his true potential. And I don't know why, I don't know what it is, but he, he is a phenomenal athlete. He's a great athlete. He's a big boy, and he uses that, you know, that, that size well when it's his time but uh I, I don't know what it is with him lately but i really hope that he could uh he could shine tomorrow especially if there's no fans you know a kind of it's a it's a fair game it's, it's a it's a fair fair zone to anybody at that point uh i'm a fan of the tories i mean i i don't really know the fighter he's fighting carl robertson i don't really know him too well so i can't speak on him but uh, I'm a fan of Marvin Vittori where I just think that he you can see that he has every skill set. It's just that mm-hmm. he, it's like he hesitates, you know, and yeah. he's got he's had some crazy fights like some like where he's dominated the guy. But then he comes out and if the guy's just a little bit better than him, it's like almost like he shuts down and he doesn't want to risk anything. And yeah. almost like what uh, Cruz did against Cody, like we were talking about last week. Um, it's it's um, it, it's a mental block, man. It's like he's got to fight through that, you know, and. At yeah. Most of fighting, I mean, you you would know better than I would, but fighting is it's all mental. I mean, ninety percent mental. You can all, prepare all, all you want, but you're preparing your head more than your body. You know, it's... the the worst part of training camp, man, is that last week when you're like the training's over, you're doing a bit of pads, and the only thing you're thinking about is the fight. Mm. You're sleeping, you think of the fight. You wake up, you think about the fight. Like, I remember I was like fight week, and my friends are talking to me like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like pissed off, like, "Yo, don't talk to me." Like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking about the fight. It's Tuesday, the fight is Saturday. It's like you're you're in. You know, some people deal deal uh, in better you know scenarios, but you know, it's that's where it is. It's all it's all mental. You have a great training camp, but it's the you could show up eight weeks of training camp. If you don't yeah. show up that one night. You know, it's like like look yeah. at Donald, like with with, with Connor. He wasn't he was not a fight. BJ, like we said last week, so many times before. He would be in a locker room like, you know what, I'm not even down to fight tonight. It's like, whoa, like, what happened? Yeah, it's like, it's if you say that you don't want to fight, like, while you're there, it's maybe it's a day to, to think about if you want to fight ever again, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've seen it so often, right? As soon as, and Dana White says it all the time, as soon as you start talking about retirement, just retire. I mean, yeah. famously, Brennan Schaub, I mean, everybody knows his story, right? So, um, some guys stay in there too long, man, and. If you're able to get out, just get out. But if it just seems like some guys, they just they, it's like they, it's like they need it, you know, more than anything else. Like BJ, you know. Um, thanks for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll yeah, talk. Uh, we'll do maybe we'll do a recap of. Uh, we'll talk next week. We'll do both fight nights. We'll do a recap of both fight nights. Well, let's do it, man. Fucking have so much fun on this show, man. Let's get it going, <laughs> man. Let's get it going. I'm down for all of this, man. UFC is back, man. I Three shows, eight days, man. Let's get it. Let's get with it. I love it, man. Thanks, Amelia. I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Thank you, brother. Always a pleasure. Always.